When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn. Over there is Dax Holt. We are America's number one entertainment news podcast, the number one anti-pollution podcast out there in America. If you're supporting another podcast, you are supporting pollution. We are anti-pollution. So, um... Make they actually did the studies, they actually did the research, and they found out on the charts we are the number one anti pollution entertainment news podcast out there. So make a decision what you believe in, guys. Uh, Dax over there, he's in California. I'm on the east coast. We cover both coasts. We need to, well, we need to cover the south and the north. We got to find someone, one of your friends from Minnesota. I'll find one of my friends in New and Arizona, cover those coasts, you know, something <laughs> going there, Arizona's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say New Mexico. I was like, wait, New Mexico? I don't know if it's there. Uh, you ever go to New Mexico? Yeah, I've been in New Mexico. Been in- what do you do in New Mexico? Look at cactus. I don't know. I, I went through there. I don't remember. I, I, oh, you I, just I, went through I, there. I, I went there for like what did I do? Like a competition back in the day, like a gymnastics competition or something. I don't remember. It was a long ass time ago. Yeah, I never been to New Mexico, but I don't think I don't think I'll ever go there. I mean, maybe I would like to go there. I just don't have an excuse to ever go to New Mexico. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> guys, welcome to the Raw Rundown. We'll give you the top 10 stories of the week. Uh, it is award season, so obviously that is going to be in some of the stories. Besides that, for me on the streets of New York, it's been really slow. I mean, yes, Taylor Swift was in New York this week. Yes, Dax is – we're going to get into all that. Um, yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's just been nothing fun or nothing exciting right now for me, at least on the streets of New York. It's cold. It's wet. Um, I kind of don't want to be out there. So I've been kind of just doing some stuff behind the scenes, doing some stories uh, for some news outlets that you'll probably see out there. Uh, we give you the top 10 stories of the week brought to you by data and what we think is the, the biggest and the best stories of the week. I thought we had a sponsor there for a second. <laughs> Dude, one day brought to you by Adam's Googling. No, what we do, it's Googling, but it's also looking at what people are clicking on. The same thing that every news outlet does. Every single news outlet puts their stories out there, and they have a screen that they look at to see what people are clicking on. For example, Pete Davidson. You want to wonder why Pete Davidson's stories are always in the news? Because people click on them. And they're going to keep going after what they're chasing clicks. They're not chasing news. And uh, that's just how it works. Ah, oh, Dax, I am almost done with the show Suits, which I'm, yeah. I actually have a season and a half. Love the show Suits. Meghan Markle, not the best actress, but it's, I heard she it's gets okay. better throughout the series, though. She does. You know what? I never thought about that. She does get better. She doesn't make the show. Like, she's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm watching it for Meghan Markle, but the show itself is just a really, really fun show. It's not like the best writing, but the writing's good enough where it hooks you in to watch every episode. So it's um, okay. it's really good. I'm surprised you didn't watch it. No, I just watched the new Kevin Hart movie on Netflix. How is that? It was okay. It wasn't... It's like fun? Yeah, it's just like fun. There's cheesy moments, moments that I was like, all right, well, you know, what am I doing? 
I actually I didn't watch it for anyone else other than uh, there's a a Spanish actress named Ursula. She was in Money Heist. Okay, and she's in this, and I'm like, is that? Oh my god, is that Tokyo? And and then it was her, and I I didn't even know she spoke English. So I ended up watching it because of her, because you know what? That's what Netflix does. They get all these people who have done really well on another series and then end up incorporating them into movies, TV shows. That's why they had the, like the reboot of money heist by having the Berlin show. Cause you're just bringing back people that uh, are characters that people love or familiar faces. Uh, so I ended up watching it for her. Um, it's funny watching her speak English though, almost takes me out of it because you can tell she's not a native English speaker. So yeah, there were moments I was like, kind of, it was jarring because she's such a good actress, but then in English, I'm like, uh, uh, speak Spanish. I like when you speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I miss movies, man. I really do. I, I miss the excitement for when a movie's coming out. I miss all that. I miss watching movie trailers. Um, it's funny. A buddy just sent me a meme of the best movies of every movie in the nineties, like 1991, the movies that came out in 91, 92, 93, 94. And we just don't have that anymore. I mean, the Oscars are coming up. We're going to get into all that. And it's – I have to start watching these movies, but I'm not excited to watch any of these movies. But listen, we're going to get all into that for our Raw Rundown. Before we get to our Raw Rundown, we love reviews. We love them so much. We read them live on air to give you some love, and it's the best thing to do to support this podcast. We're not a Patreon. We don't ask for money. When you give us reviews, it helps us out in the algorithm. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? And don't get that wrong with if you have money you want to give us, of us we will, <laughs> we will take your money so all right this one comes from reality fan 1621 five stars titled amazing you guys always hit it out of the park by pulling back the curtain in hollywood your magic starts by creating a genuine connection with folks you interview and is taken to the next level by asking the right questions mn christine thank you minnesotan christine i actually i don't remember how you're supposed to say it's like it's not Minnesotan, maybe Minnesotanian. I forget. Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. Shit, they're gonna make fun of me. I, I know I get this fucking wrong every time. <laughs> I never know how to say it. All right, Minnesotan. thanks, Christine. Min- is it Minnesotan? Minnesotan. Minnesotan. I don't know. I again, another state that I'll probably never go to. Um, <laughs> uh, I would should. love to go there one Beautiful. day. Oh, I'm sure it is. I just I wouldn't want to go there now this time of yeah. year. Um, but I would like to go. Dude, I like to travel, but I just don't have an excuse. You know, it's weird being in a city. Like I don't want to even travel to another city. I'd rather travel to like land. Like show me like a like just land, and I'll go. But all right, that has nothing to do with today's podcast. Speaking of, actually, before we get into today's podcast, Dax, we've had a pretty good two weeks on the podcast. Last week we had Teresa Judice. This week we had Crystal Hefner. We both made a lot of news with both mm-hmm. interviews. You know, Teresa Judice. I love. I, I enjoyed that interview. Looking back, I still enjoy it. Um, a lot of people did. I, I think it kind of was, there were mixed reviews in our our Facebook group. There was mixed reviews. I, There's I, I was, some people that you could tell just hate Teresa from the beginning, though. So like they went into it with a prejudice already, and they don't want to hear whatever she has to say, and that's fine. I'm all for it, but um, because I feel like there's a reason that she is such a big name is because she's polarizing. Because she's yeah, someone that you either love or hate. There's no in between with Teresa for a lot of people. Um, so I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting interview. I don't know how much, you know, people kept calling her a liar and certain things. I mean, I enjoyed the conversation. I hope people walked away at least enjoying it. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I people don't like her, and sometimes it's good to be hated. It's good to be the villain. Um, I actually, I had mixed reviews on her before, but then after we spoke to her, I was like, oh, I kind of like her. Maybe she matured a little bit. Like she said in the interview, she kind of understands the industry a little bit more because I've been with her during some really tough times. Um, but then also we had Crystal Hefner, who I was really excited to talk to her. She was a little hesitant on some of her answers. I Some answers I kind of question looking back. But regardless, anything the Playboy Mansion, I'm like all about. We made some news on that. She's been doing the rounds. Her publicist did a great job. Um, but I was really I, – I enjoyed the interview with Crystal Hefner. So, um, all right. Let's get to the raw rundown, starting with number 10. Number 10, Tom Holland, Zendaya, clearly not broken up. Uh, he went on his IG this week and was ranting and raving about how great she looked. Um, if you remember, there was a lot of rumors swirling that they had broken up. They hadn't been seen publicly for months. Um, she unfollowed basically everyone on her Instagram account, including him. So it like sparked this interest in did they actually break up? What's happening? Uh, I think uh, some cameras got Tom Holland out recently, asked him, and he was like, nah, we're all good. We're, we're totally together. What are you talking about? And this was kind of more affirmation because she was at um, like a fashion show or something like that uh, over in Europe at, for pa Paris Fashion Week. And she comes out, she's got these like tiny little black bangs going on and people are losing their mind over this new look that she's got going, including her boyfriend, Tom Holland, who posted a picture of her with all the little like emoji faces with hearts in their eyes and was just totally into it. So I think you can rest assured Tom and Zendaya are all good. They're a boring couple to me. I understand. <laughs> Why? There's just no excitement with this couple. Like, I, no, they're I, the just that, private. They're private. That's why you don't. I get see it. Them a lot. We don't see him a lot. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with being private. He seems like a really nice guy to me. But the couple, I don't know what the fans are who really loves and die are trying to make this into a bigger deal. Maybe even make her into like the Vanessa Hudgens, uh, not Vanessa Hudgens, the Selena Gomez type of mm -hmm. how much we're interested in her relationships. He actually seems like a great guy, but he's like a very nice, quiet guy. But it's it's there's nothing wrong. I hope they have a very, very happy marriage. For us to cover the news, it's very boring. By the way, I'm not a bangs person. I feel like she kind of rocks him, though. I feel like she looks good. So we're talking about bangs now, Dex? <laughs> Dude, I'm looking – well, that was what the whole thing was about. Everyone yeah. freaking out that she's got bangs now. So I feel like yeah. I, I should probably participate in the conversation here. I'm not a bangs person, and I like the bangs on her. It's a weird look, actually. When you see the look with her and her bangs, she looks like she would be like in a Star Wars movie uh, to me. You yes. know, it's just like a, like like um, the Fifth Element. She looks like yeah, she she walk on the set of Fifth Element and fit in. Exactly, like a Fifth Element extra. That's how she looks <laughs> like she would be. Uh, I really, again, I really like him, Zendaya. I just don't really. Um, I don't. It's not like I hate her. I don't. I just don't. She's just Zendaya to me. It's funny. Dude, she's like I'm, one of the biggest stars on the planet. What are you talking about right now? I understand that, Dax. But you got. I've been doing this for a while, and I remember when she first came out. I mean, it's not like she's been around for a long time. She's been working the scene for a long time. I remember when she first came out. Her dad was like really pushing her and like doing like out with her doing her appearances. So she's really turned into a huge star, and I hope she's happy. I, I'm just you, not you're, a. You're equating though, like. 
someone being private to being boring. She's just private. It's she's not going shopping on Rodeo, and you're not seeing her out a lot. I think that's what you're you're thinking is boring. Yeah, but she, even when you see the stuff she puts out on Instagram, it's not like a fun follow on Instagram for me. Again, she's private. That's what it is, and it's it's almost weird to see someone so private when we're so used to everyone putting their life on constant display these days. Sure. You're hundred percent right. And I agree with you. I, I kind of like the privacy where like Selena Gomez is one of those people where she gives you like small doses of how, what kind of person she is. Well, Tom, Zendaya, Cruise, Tom Cruise is the same thing. The dude is crazy private. You never see anything other than like when he wants you to see him at a movie premiere. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see him ever, maybe a motorcycle ride to, Mastro's every once in a while, but really, he's never out there. He doesn't put anything out on social media. You know, so, so I would I say kind of boring. But at the same time, I'm going to go watch their movies. I will, you know, Dune, I, great movie. I would, I, I watch every Tom Cruise movie. It's the same thing. I just saw a tip that Tom Cruise was at a, a Four Seasons in Miami, hanging at the pool. Theo Vaughn was there, and another celebrity was there. And I'm like, damn, if Tom Cruise is at a pool, even if it's a Four Seasons. Hanging out. I'm surprised no one took a photo of Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. So I start to Which question that the legitimacy of it. It's true, yeah. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise is a different deal. Someone took a photo and it had to go out. I'm surprised nobody took a photo. It's very weird that someone Imagine would Imagine though your out. life, like there's nowhere you can go that you get privacy. Like you can't sit by a pool without someone taking your photo. Like, God, that's got to suck. It's, I mean, Brad Pitt, the same thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that life is like. I would like to travel with someone like that just to see what it's like just moving around. Um, Dude, you pick your wedge. Like, with you can't team. do shit. You can't pick a wedgie. You can't do anything. Ugh. When it comes to know. the ordering of food, it gets questioned. Think about tips. Every time you tip, you're being scrutinized because everyone knows you're rich, and so they're waiting for you to give this massive tip. And even if you are a shitty waiter or waitress – you're expected that this person tip you, but then if you if they did a poor job and you tip them bad, then you're a bad tipper, not that they're a bad waiter. Yeah, it's it's true. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Dax, number nine. Number nine, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, they released a bunch of movie posters for um, the remake of Roadhouse, and he is starring in it. This is... You know, it was off the original movie starred Patrick Swayze, uh, who was a New York City bar bouncer, James Dalton, and ended up working in a small time nightclub in Missouri. And so they are now redoing it. And Jake is now the lead in this movie. Uh, so he's got like he's sitting in a chair. He's got his Hawaiian shirt on. It's unbuttoned. He's bleeding and he's showing off his his abs. I, I don't know this this movie. I guess I never really saw the first one, so I'm not excited for it necessarily. But uh, but this movie is going to do really well, I think. And we're, Dash, you're going to get into why the director's really pissed about mm-hmm. this movie. But this movie's going to do well. First of all, 
you know, it goes into Patrick Swayze kind of – I'm sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal, first of all, looks incredible. The guy – you want to talk about someone – I really would love to know what he's doing because from his body, his body looks – he's in insane shape. His hair looks healthy. His skin looks healthy. <laughs> I, dude, dude. You are so ridiculous. His hair looks healthy? His hair what looks healthy. You know what? You're making fun of me for talking about bangs. You just said the dude's hair looks healthy. What does that even mean? The guy, he looks like a fighter. He looks, you know what it is? When guys get older, their hair gets like crunchy, you know? And his hair still looks soft. You know what I'm talking about? You ever see like old man's no. hair looks like it's crunchy? No. You were ridiculous. I'm telling you, he still looks like he has soft hair. I wonder if he got like that. But um, his body is in insane shape. <laughs> crunchy old man hair. Um, but his body's in the same shape. He did this thing when he was filming it at an octagon. So they had a UFC fight and they told the crowd, Hey, listen, we're going to film a scene for the roadhouse movie. Jake Gyllenhaal comes out and they filmed the scene in front of a real crowd. And he plays the part really well. Not only that with this movie, Dax, Conor McGregor's in this movie and Conor McGregor's acting. This is Conor McGregor's first acting role in a film. So I think people are going to be really curious to see how Conor McGregor does so you have the mma crowd who's going to come out to see it it's going to get a lot of buzz i don't know this movie seems really really exciting again i didn't see the original roadhouse but i will see this one just because aj you know what roadhouse actually didn't do good in the theaters back in the day it it has more of that cult following like it picked up steam after the fact um and then i was going to say also lucas lucas gage from white lotus is also going to be in it so uh the the real i would say more interesting story, in my opinion, is um, the director, how he is now boycotting this movie because Amazon is only going to be streaming it. They're not putting it out in theaters. So basically, when he originally signed up to do this Roadhouse movie, he was signing up with MGM. But then Amazon ended up buying, I believe they bought MGM. And by buying MGM, they now have the right to do whatever they want. And so he was all like excited. I'm making this big blockbuster movie. I've got all these big stars in it. And it's, he believes that this could be the big movie of the year. And now that they're just going to be streaming it, he's pissed. And he's like, I'm not going to the Sundance Film Festival. I'm not going to be there to walk the red carpet. He goes, I am not participating in this because they have screwed me over. And, um, and this should be in theaters. I think that's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, no, definitely interesting. And I understand his frustration. Um, as a director, I got to imagine, like we were saying before, or in the podcast, like I miss going to the movies, sort of like I miss going to the movies, but I miss the trailers. I miss um, I miss the trailers. I miss everything that goes along with it. So I, I see his frustration. I, I see how you could be pissed off at this. And I wonder if well, that yeah, was because in his contract. You know it takes away a lot of your income. Like, think about that. A lot of these directors or big stars, they have back-end movie deals. So, like, the bigger it does in the box office, the more money that comes in, the more money they end up making. And so when you release it on a streaming network, that all goes away. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not – you probably get a certain amount, but it's nothing like when it goes into theaters. Who was – oh, Scarlett Johansson, wasn't it, that was all pissed off um, about her movies not being in theaters because she was like – I signed up to be in the theaters and now you're releasing this on Disney plus 
and I'm not going to get the back end deal. So screw you guys. Yeah, I gotta imagine a lot of these movie stars like they don't want to be on an Amazon Prime. For them, I feel like it's gotta be. Yeah, I think they're fine with being on Amazon Prime as long as it starts in theaters first and then moves to Prime or at least releasing simultaneously so people have the option to see it in the theater. There's got to be some give and take here. Yeah. Um, I almost, I'm also curious, like Maestro, for example, I think he just made that movie in Netflix, but did they originally want to put that movie in theaters and for an actor, you know, obviously yeah. getting these type of jobs, <sighs> there's so much politics involved. And if you become an actor that's only, you know, goes to theaters to a streamer, that's one actor. But then you have the actors like we talked about earlier that just become Netflix actors and they're just acting on different Netflix projects. I would think you want to be a movie star that goes into theaters, could be a leading man that people come and are drawn to see and then make that transition into a streamer. I don't know. It's, It's a very interesting thing to think about. And I'm curious how this plays out for future things. I understand his frustration. I wonder if Jake Gyllenhaal is upset about this as well because he might have signed on to the film thinking that it was going to go into theaters too. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know. I would be pissed. I'd If I did a movie, Dex, if I did an acting role, I would hope to be in theaters. It's something maybe that we grew up on that yeah. it's just like it's something to us that just means a lot to us. I think, I think if – I think if you go into the project thinking one thing and then it changes halfway through, that's when you're pissed. If you go into a Netflix Netflix movie knowing it's going to just release on Netflix, you're all good. It's the getting um, like the bait and switch is the big thing. Yeah. No, I think the bait and switch is definitely one thing. Also, sometimes when you I gotta imagine, Dax, when you make a film, you make a film because you want that that experience in a the theater. You know that experience at theaters, the, the way you're meant to see that movie. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, when you see that movie in theaters, it's a whole different experience than when you see it at home. So, I don't know. There's that element to it. Dax, number eight. All right. More drama in Cher's life. I've, we've talked about this a couple times. Her son, how she had claimed that she wants to be the conservator of his life because of all of his drug issues. And he's got this big... Um, trust that money is coming to him and she doesn't want his money to go towards his drug use. Well, now his wife, um, Elijah Allman's wife, claims that Cher is manic depressive and unfit to serve as a conservator. Um, she filed some new court documents. Page six got their hands on them. Her name is Marie Angela, Angela, Marie Angela King. And she believes that uh, Cher's attempt to control his financial decisions would jeopardize his continued recovery from substance abuse. Uh, she goes that Cher is not capable of managing her own affairs, let alone Ooh. her son's. She go, This is some quotes from the, the court document. It says, to my knowledge, the petitioner has never known the security code to her own home, does not drive, does not prepare her own meals or dress herself, and has att- uh, admitted to me that she is manic depressive, uh, which is, I feel like, all shocking stuff. She then goes to allege that Cher's personal assistant, Jennifer Ruiz, has taken over the star's private and public affairs and believes Ruiz would do the same with Allman, leaving him surrounded by triggers, quote unquote. She says that in this petition, she is stating that she doesn't think that Allman needs a conservator, but should be should the court decide to appoint one, it should not be Cher. 
So all of this more dramatics going on. Um, you know, Cher had made it very clear that she just wants the best for her son. Um, but I don't know, dude. Like, it seems like uh, her son doesn't want the conservatorship. The wife doesn't want the conservatorship. Ah. I don't know. I think I was more shocked to hear that Cher doesn't dress herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a, we don't know what's going on in the inner circle. I mean, when you make a statement, say she can't even take care of herself, essentially, you start to be like, what? But I also but then think, like, is this just rich people shit? Like, it's not that she's dumb and doesn't know the code to her own home. It's that she has people around her all the time to do the things for her. So she never has to know the code to her house. She doesn't have to drive. She doesn't have to make her meals. Like maybe this is just rich people shit that we can't comprehend. And uh, she's using it against her. The only thing I know about conservatorship, and obviously that's a hot term we learned from the Britney Spears thing. And then it kind of, when you hear the word conservatorship, I think most people relate that word to what happened with Britney Spears and her father. And people were torn on that situation. And it's a kind of a, it's a controversial word. Um, to people, that's a triggering word to some people. It does share, I, I don't know, but for share, in my opinion, to want to be involved and put herself through the news and the press for her child, you start to question like maybe there is something there because she's risking a lot for this situation. I mean, no one wants to air out their dirty laundry, um, and put their stuff out there, so it's um, it's difficult. And I don't, we, again, we don't know what's going on in the inner circle. I don't know how this plays out. I wonder if, she, I don't think Cher would start doing interviews about this publicly yet, at least. No, she's not going to. No. I think this is too personal that she's not going to want to talk about. I, I'm surprised that a, a lot of other outlets are not speaking about this, but maybe people aren't clicking on this story enough. Maybe people don't really, aren't excited about Cher. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a unique one. Uh, Dex, number – where are we at? Number seven. L number King. seven. L King postponing her concerts after performing at the Tully Parton tribute. And wow, she was wasted. Did you see this video of her at the Grand Old Opry? And uh, this was for Dolly Parton's 78th birthday celebration. Yeah, she she seems she... fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> she seems fun at parties, but man, she embarrassed the hell of herself by being up on stage and couldn't even make it through the song. And people in the audience were pissed because she was slurring, she forgot the words, uh, she was supposed to be singing Parton's Marry Me, and literally yeah. just couldn't even get through it to the point where she was like, I'm so effed up right now. Like, I guess one of her bandmates was like, if you can't make it through her song, why don't you just sing one of your own songs? Uh, because you, you can't remember the words. and. And it was just like people online were trashing her. I guess I've never been to the Grand Old Opry, but I guess they put out a statement apologizing for her her profanity. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know you like profanity. So um, I didn't know it was like a, you can't sing or you can't say the f word inside the Grand Old Opry. I don't know. Yeah, you know who her her father is right, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Yeah, it's pretty on. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Rob Schneider is her father. Yeah, she. Well, you know, maybe because of all the the news that she got regarding this viral drunken performance, she proposed. You know, she postponed her upcoming Texas concert. Um, I, you know, when she starts to postpone concerts, you start to question: Is there an issue? Maybe she has a bigger well, problem she's there. She's acknowledged she's had she has substance abuse issues. Um, so they're going to postpone that. By the way, from 
from this weekend all the way back to September. Uh, and then tickets, if you if you have tickets, they'll be fine at that show. But she said in the past, like her divorce kind of set her down like a really bad path where she was using drugs to basically escape from the sadness in her heart. And she just kept saying, like, I'm going to use I she said I was going to use that as just kind of like to get me from point A to point B and then realize that I actually had a problem. And so she's dealt with it. She's acknowledged it. Um, I don't know why she was so wasted going into this. Maybe it was a nerve thing. I've seen that before where people are so nervous to be performing and they, they have one too many drinks. The next thing you know, they're on stage and it's a mess. Yeah. She did say in, she did an interview in 2022 that she had a better control over her drinking. She did look like she looked good. I, you know, it's not like she, yeah, she was, <laughs> Uh, mentally, um, because of some substance in her system, she was not all there, or she was a little bit more loose. But physically, she she looked great. She looked like she she looked healthy. But um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was she definitely she, was celebrating. She looked hard. great. She couldn't form a sentence, but she looked phenomenal. Dude, she looked great. I was <laughs> honestly, I didn't even recognize when I first saw. It. I was like, that's El King, because I haven't seen her in a while. From when she yeah. first came out, there was definitely a lot of like buzz about her. Uh, Dodd partner's 78th birthday. So, um, yeah, it's made a lot of news. Now she's, she, you know, put away, she postponed this concert. That's more people questioning what's going on with El King. Hope she's okay. Um, seems pretty cool. And I hope she has uh, a good control over whatever is going on. Number six. Uh, this is a big story, uh, but Billy Joel is set to perform at the Grammy Awards in, uh, uh, this uh, actually 2024. This is going to be the first time in 30 years. Um, I said 2024 as if we're not in 2024. I, yeah. just in my mind, it was like it seems so far away. <laughs> nope, we're here. We're here right now. Uh, but he he's set to release this this first song since 2007. Hasn't performed at the Grammy Awards in 30 years, um, even though he has tons of Grammys. Uh, but he is putting out this song, and so he is kind of coinciding a big performance at the same time. I haven't heard him sing in years, so I, I'm kind of interested in this one. I'm, I'm not normally like excited about you know the old artists coming back to sing and all that, but like this one, I I feel like is kind of exciting. I don't know why. Yeah, Billy Joel. It's a little bit different being on the East Coast and in New York because he has a residency at the Madison Square Garden where he does a show once a month. I've seen the show probably about three or four times. In fact, I got really? a call. Yeah. I, in fact, I got an invite about two weeks ago to go see him perform and I turned it down just because I, it was like a, a last minute thing and it was cold out. I was like, yeah, I'm good. It, it to me, it's so I've funny. Seen, like being over here, I know, like, I never hear his name ever. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is he's such an East Coast guy. I mean, being from Long Island, if you go to the crowd, it's like an easy show. Like you can sit down, it's like a nice, jolly crowd. I can see him being really fun at the Grammys because he doesn't do huge tours. I mean, he doesn't do national tours, international tours like in Elton John, and they actually went on tour together in the past. I could see people being really excited to just see Billy Joel because we're just sort of jaded in New York because we see him pretty often as far as performing. We have capability to or the ability to see him perform pretty often, but for everyone else, they don't have that opportunity. I just find that so funny how just being on a different coast, it's – Again, I never hear his name, so it's funny yeah. to think that he has a whole residency and I've never heard of it. He's a New York guy. Like being a New York celebrity, a New York guy, like he's 
I, I, it's funny. I was going to ask you, does, do people out West really get excited for someone like Billy Joel? Does Billy Joel excite you when you hear his name? He, he doesn't excite me, but I would say I'm excited to see him perform this one time. I'm not going to pay, pay to go see him at his residency. It's just not my thing. Like I like, I like some of his songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually like the remake of We Didn't Start the Fire. Did you hear the Fall Out Boy remake? No, that sounds it's actually fun. really good. Have you? Uh, it's, not, me, it's, sorry, it's not a remake. It's like they're using that main, uh, like, ver, uh, lyric hook, and then they're yeah. yeah, or hook, and then they've added in all of these like crazy moments and throughout history of like, and I don't know. It's just they did a good job with it. Let me ask you this, Dax. If Bruce Springsteen's out there, is that become like a big deal for you or no? Because again, we associate him with the East Coast. No, he's I such mean, an he's, East Coast celebrity. He's a huge deal. He just doesn't like um again, I'm not gonna spend hundreds of dollars to go see him. Yeah, but it's funny because the rapper Too Short, for example, oh, now he was a big rapper. Sign me up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in the West Coast, he was like a huge rapper out there. And here we're like, who who's too short? We don't care about too short. Like no one is excited for too short. I mean, hey, we had him on we go. had him on the podcast. Yeah, and exactly. Who is excited for too short? Um we had him from his drive from his house all the way to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. I forgot we had him. He, he, he was so great. He was so happy to do our podcast that he took the time while driving uh, to do it. He goes, yeah, I'll do that podcast. Yeah, let's book it when I'm, when I'm in my minivan picking up my kids from soccer practice. Um, oh, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Um, yeah, but Billy Joel, I am excited to see him. He's got a new song, allegedly, or apparently, that he's coming out. I think it'll be just a really fun for everyone besides New York to see Billy Joel perform. Dax, number five. Ooh, this one got a lot of outrage this week. Uh, Kevin Spacey making his first appearance at a horror convention. Um, a lot of people did not like to hear this, but, uh, you know, he's really stayed out of the public eye since his sexual misconduct allegations back in 2017. Uh and he was found not guilty uh, last July of sexually assaulting four men. But on Wednesday, it was announced that he will be attending this three-day-long Mad Monster Party 2024. It's a convention dedicated to all things horror. It's going to happen in North Carolina from February 16th to the 18th. He will be there for all three days because he doesn't take selfies. So they're saying if you want to pay the money, he'll do a professional photo with you. And those professional photos, I guess, like in the background, they change the background. So it might, it can either be like uh, Seven or American Beauty style or House of Cards style, but uh, he'll be doing that. So they released this on their Instagram page and it's a picture of him and he's got like blood dripping down his hands and it's got all the different big, uh, you know, projects that he has worked on. But as you read through the comments, holy good God. People were ripping uh, Mad Monster apart, saying, you know, they know what they're doing. They want to cause controversy to get the free press by having him appear. Um, <laughs> one of them, wait, I got to I gotta find this one comment. You tell me what you're thinking on this whole thing while I find this one comment because it, was, it made me laugh. Well, I, so uh, people are pissed off. They're, they're pissed off because Kevin Spacey, you know, he's he's – He's been quiet. He hasn't acted in, in years because he was – well, he was found not guilty of sexually uh, assaulting four men. But, but it, it totally derailed his entire career. Yeah, you there know, was a lot of like sexual – That trial, I mean, everyone watched it. He didn't – he 
he didn't get any real gigs after it. You know, he's just been kind of a pariah in Hollywood at this point. Yeah, he was facing sexual misconduct allegations back in 2017. Uh, last July, he was found not guilty of uh, sexually assaulting four men. That whole thing left a really big stamp on this guy's profile. I think even though he was found not guilty, people still found him guilty. And it's funny. So I kind of did the story, Dex. I got a call. Once a story was broken, the Hollywood Reporter broke the story that Kevin Spacey was making an appearance at this horror convention, which is the same thing like a Comic-Con. All the One of the agents of the show hit me up and said, hey, listen, we're not happy about this. And a lot of other agents are not happy about this because we're paying a lot of money for our talent to come to the show. We've already taken care of the um, – the down payment, the investment to product to have photos and pro, you know, for their celebrities to sign at this event, they're nervous about their celebrities refusing to show up at this event because Kevin Spacey is involved with this horror convention now. So we'll see if any celebrities back out of this event now that Kevin Spacey is associated and coming to uh, this horror convention. Yeah, could be interesting. But like reading the comments, one said, you know, Mad Monster had meant so much to me. I tell cancer patients the story of how Elvira helped me during chemo. It was, one of, it was the one con I never missed and the decision to bring him and it basically, or what'd you say? The decision to bring Kevin Spacely, delete all the comments objecting and block those seeking your friends breaks my heart so long. One person said, if you want a photo with Kevin Spacey without him touching you, it's an extra $50. That's funny. That's good. That's a all good right, comment. That's funny. Moving on, number four. Uh, number four. So there's been a man who has been now arrested three times in five days outside of Taylor Swift's home in New York. Um, he just keeps showing up. He's this dude from Seattle. Uh, he was charged with stalking and harassment after he was arrested twice in three days. And then he showed up again for a third time. Uh, they keep finding him. People keep calling, saying that there's a disorderly person walking up and down Franklin Street in Tribeca where I, I guess Taylor has her home out there. Uh, but every time they show up, they find out it's the same dude. They arrest him, take him in. He's 33 years old. His name is David Crow. Um, I'm looking at photos of him. He, he kind of looks, looks a like lot like you. Malone without tattoos. <laughs> we got to get this guy on the podcast. He seems fun. Uh, I think we're just very curious, like what's your fascination, what's your obsession? I, I'm, I'm I would love to have this guy on the podcast. I think he's just not normal. Like he's not. Oh yeah, he's one hundred percent not there. Um, uh, so it's and then this crazy part is he gets arrested, Dex. He gets arrested and then he shows up at the house again. Again, again he's I don't. Just, he's not mentally there. Like there, that's all it comes down to. He's got issues and. I think it, what was really interesting, if you remember Taylor, because there's been so many people arrested outside her house. If you like, I can go back through the list of them, and it's like in 2022, there was a man from Virginia who was accused of drunkly crashing his car into her apartment before trying to force his way into the building. In 2019, an Iowa man told police he was hoping to visit her, um, and he had like 30 lock picks and burglary tools in his backpack. Um, and there was a guy from Florida that same year who had gotten out of jail for stalking her and then climbed a ladder to the second floor window in 2019. She talked to Elle magazine how all these stalking cases were really taking a toll on her and that she now carries quick clot, which is like an army grade bandage dressing, which is for gunshot or stab wounds. 
because she is just like, when it's around you all the time, you have to be prepared. That's sad, man, that she's yeah. got to carry around this shit because she's afraid she's going to be like stabbed or shot at any moment. You know, I've never really dealt with a stalker. These are extreme situations. Um, however, in New York City, and it's in LA too, there's these hardcore stalker, we call them monsters. They, they, they might say they're fans, but they're not fans. These are people that are out 80 hours a week at the celebrities' homes, following every single appearance. They'll be at every single – and they'll just get photos with every single celebrity. There's fan groups of these people. To me, they're not much better because these people will cause – you know they'll get into fights with people. They're, they're, like, they're, like, they're not normal – first of all, if you saw these people, they're, they're, they might not be as crazy as David Crow, but they're not that much better either. I mean these are people that have like – they breathe out of gills on the side of their necks. Like they're just, they're all, they're, we call them monsters because they all look like cyclopses, but they're out 80 to 120 hours a week. These are people that have kids, but their obsession with celebrity is to just get a photo with them. We'll sometimes screw with them. Like, Oh, look at that person. They're, they were on a quantum leap in the nineties. Like what? Oh, okay. And they run after them and ask them for a photo there. It's, it's really weird and it's sad and it's scary. And it's so funny because, People want to do documentaries on the paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah, they're interesting and they are fascinating. However, they're just doing a job. I find these monsters to be more unique and fascinating and not in a good way that we need to start questioning these people that they're obsessed with celebrity. Now, I get it if you're a fan of one person. I can't – obviously what David Crow is doing with Taylor Swift is to a whole different chapter. You know, It's a whole different situation. But I understand if someone's a big fan of the Jonas Brothers and they want to go meet a Jonas Brother, I get that thing. But these are people that are just obsessed with just celebrity. And then they have to get a photo of celebrity and they have to post on Facebook because they need to get that dopamine of getting a like on Facebook. It's so weird. It's scary and it's sad. In fact, these people are pushing out the paparazzi industry because they just – people don't find it healthy to be around these type of people. Like they're – they're 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 insane. I, I had to say it. They're insane people. It's uh, it's it's really it just sucks. Adam, the job Adam is a, a lot big more fun. fan of the monsters outside of Taylor's house. Clearly, yeah, I love yeah, I love the monsters outside. We call it's funny. I start calling monsters, and it kind of picked up. Everyone calls them monsters. Um, all right, Dax number three. Uh, John Stewart returning to the Daily Show, uh, which is a big big deal because over the last year after Trevor Noah uh, kind of decided to leave, they have been searching around, they've been doing all these test hosts, they've been having people fill in. Well, I can tell you there will now be a Monday host, and that will be Jon Stewart throughout the election. They wanted to have him in uh, for the next little bit because obviously The Daily Show becomes a big viewing place during election time. They want to hear, you know, they want some comedic relief um, as we all go through these crazy times. So he'll be on every Monday moving forward. He'll also be an executive producer on the show. And then they will still have other correspondents filling in the rest of the days of the week. Uh, but um, at least the election cycle will be covered because I mean, that's really what people want. People want to laugh. They want to have some kind of outlet to hear jokes during, I don't know. I just, I feel like every year now during election time, it like gets so weird around the country and people are so uh, just off. So it's nice to be able to laugh at some point. Uh, it's, it's, I'm surprised comedy central, they have South park and I guess the daily show, the two only shows 
that are currently like still being produced for Viacom and Comedy Central. Other than that, I don't know if they do any other shows. I guess they might do some other cartoon shows or something, but they don't do their own original program anymore. They must have paid John Stewart a lot of money to come back because oh, he so watched much his Apple show. Um, John was probably like, listen, if I come back, I'm only doing it one day a week. It's too much work, and I get it. It's a lot of work to do that show every single day. I, and I wonder if he'll get the summer. <laughs> I wonder if he'll get the summer off. But they made imagine, a big deal. Though, imagine how much money, like if they're ha- how much begging they had to do, and the the Brinks truck that they had to back up to his house to get him to say yes. Executive producer credit, hosting one day a week. Like what a gig! Great gig. A lot of pressure because people are going to want to make this into memes and stuff. And John also probably sees people like Bill Maher and John Oliver that have to do the show once a week. So John only has to show up for the show once a week. I'm assuming he's going to have to come to New York to film the show. But we also want to find out who is going to be the host of the Daily Show. Who's going to be there the rest of the days? They've been trying well, to. They, no, they said they're going to keep. They're going to keep doing their correspondence. They're going to keep having other people come in. Um, the only for sure thing was he will be the Monday host. I wonder when you bring in these rotating hosts. If it's actually doing the show well, I mean, we don't know that answer. We'd have to look into the ratings. No, but I have you, to imagine. You saw, but I, didn't you see the um, one of the the main correspondents? God, his name is slipping my brain right now. Roy Wood Jr. Roy went at the um, at him the Golden Globe. Yeah, who literally was voicing, "Please get us a host," because I think this constant in limbo is not fun for them. You know what? Maybe I'll hit up Roy and see if he'll come on the podcast. Yeah. Um, would you want Roy? Would okay, yeah. up. I know Roy. Roy's a good guy, really nice guy, super talented. Um, maybe we'll try to get him on the podcast and see if he'd be down to talk about what's going on. I think, but for a viewer, we want to have someone on the regular basis, someone who we know we're going to tune in. I don't want to see, uh, I don't know, Cal Penn one week and then Charlemagne the next. You want to have that? I know what I'm tuning in for. I know what that energy, that delivery that I'm going to see every week. And John Stewart's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to see him back. He's a great guy. I love John Stewart. Probably one of my top 10 best. Cool, fun, nice. He's everything you want him to be. Just a very, and also a very regular guy. In fact, that quick story. I remember when I was working at the Howard Stern show as an intern. And, you know, when a celebrity would come on the show, they'd always come with their entourage. John Stewart would come in by himself, no publicist, manager, nothing. Just came in by himself every single time. And I respected that so much. I was like, man, that's so cool that he's just such a normal guy that he always came in by himself. No team, nothing. He was just a regular dude. Very cool. Uh, Dax, the number two story. This one's just a quick story, but basically Justin Timberlake's got some new music coming out. Yeah, it's uh, out. I love it. Yeah, he was um, he was at his hometown show in Memphis, Tennessee, and he said, hey, by the way, got some new music, and debuted this new song titled Selfish, and obviously there was a bunch of people in the the audience that were capturing the moment, put it on social media, and um, I don't know, I just, for some reason I don't care. I I don't know, like, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not a Justin Timberlake fan, I like a lot of his music. I don't know why I just don't seem to care on this one. There there was a moment with where Chris Kirkpatrick was there and you know he cheered him on and then I guess saying gone, which is obviously an NSYNC song. Um but I don't I, I feel no attachment to this at all. I I I appreciate your opinion on this. It's very nice to hear. I think he took too long of a hiatus in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's just got a little bit older. With that said, 
the last Justin Timberlake albums, there's like three great songs and the rest of the songs are not my thing. They're just... Well, that, maybe oh, that's what it is. That's like, it. I'm even... I'm looking at the set list for the concert and I'm like... The Memphis oh, concert. A good song. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a good song. That's a good song. And then I get through half of them. I'm like, eh, eh. Don't know that one. Don't know that one. Oh, I know that one. Like, I... I don't know why. I just you need those bangers. Yeah, there's not enough bangers when it comes to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm like sexy back, cool. Song number one. And then I'm like looking, okay, well, Senorita, that's a good one. Student high, okay, holy grail. And then it's just like blah. You know what's with Justin Timberlake? There's songs that you don't go back to listening. Like, yeah, you liked you liked them and when it came yeah. out, but you didn't love them. And you don't come back like, hey, I want to listen to Justin Timberlake. Okay, just, how about how about his closing song is Mirrors? Like that's your closing song? Can't Mirrors stop was the a good feeling. song, but it's not yeah. It cl- can't stop the feeling that should be your closing song, not Mirrors. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. There's honestly like he just my I like Justin Timberlake. I think he's insanely talented, but Maybe he's got to get a new team around him as far as when it comes to making music. For me, and that's just my personal opinion. Don't come at me. This is just my personal opinion. There wasn't enough bangers. Where Justin Bieber, on the other hand, I feel like he's made some really strong hit songs. Just my personal opinion. But I did like – he did a lot of songs at this Memphis concert. Cool okay. place to see him perform. I did like that he did most of his hits, so it was probably like a fun show to see. And I'm really jealous because he's doing a show next week in New York City, in New York City at Irving Plaza, which is like a super small venue. So to go see him in that venue would be so sick. It's gonna be a hard ticket to get. So I would love this. I love to see people in really cool, small, intimate venues. I'm not gonna go to that show because it's being possible to get a ticket, but. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see what his new I the new song is great. I'm curious to hear what the other songs are because in my personal opinion, Justin B. Timberlake has always made an album. There'd be two great songs and the rest of the album, you don't even play it. It's just forgetful. But blah right. next. Dax, the number one story of the week. Number one story of the week obviously goes to Oscar nominations. They came out this week. And you got to get into who was snubbed, who was like a shocker, all of that kind of stuff. But I think the biggest, biggest snub uh, is that that Robbie, uh, Robbie, Margot Robbie uh, did not get a nomination for Best Actress for Barbie. Um, a lot of people thought that that was a, a shoe in because obviously Barbie became the biggest movie of the year. But then it's all become it's become like an award show favorite too. A lot of she's gotten a lot, a lot of nominations this year. Uh, But the other one is Greta Gerwig, the director of the movie, did not get a nomination for Best Director. So everyone's going, what the hell happened? Like, why did the Oscars snub Barbie so hard? They did give America Ferreira uh, a nod for a supporting actress, but didn't Margot or Greta. And also, um, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling got a nomination. So really weird uh, in that. And I thought it was interesting. There was a lot of people that said, you know, like the fact that Ryan got a nomination, but like Greta and Margot didn't like that was the definition of the Barbie movie, like that the men still get the attention, even though the women did all the work. So, you know, we have this has been a huge story. Obviously, Greta Gerwig not being nominated, Margot obviously being the star of the movie, but then Ryan Gosling. Let's be real. Ryan Gosling got nominated, but it's best supporting actor. 
best supporting actor, which mm-hmm. it's easier, but not really easier. You just have to think of it that way. But one celebrity made a really interesting, good point was David Spade on his Instagram. Can we play that clip of David Spade on his Instagram? What he said about it. Here's my comments about Barbie gate. Uh, people are uh, having a spasm attack because uh, Ryan Gosling got nominated for an Academy Award for supporting actor and Margot Robbie didn't get Best Actress, and the director didn't get Best Director. Now, here's a, here's a, a, a slight explanation in my eyes. Tell me if I'm wrong. You think I have to tell people to tell me if I'm wrong in the comments? They know how to do it. <laughs> They're pretty good. So I feel that, A, he's supporting actor. And that, you pick what category you want to go in, if it makes sense. You know, So his team gets together and goes, supporting is probably better. Lead is probably harder. It's probably better chances to win in a, or get nominated in a different category. Margot is a thousand percent the lead and she was great. And if she got nominated, no one would blink, but they are blinking a lot and they're having convulsions. Greta Gerwig could have been the director. That movie is so interesting and different, but he got it. And I know they say, oh, it's because he's a man. And maybe, maybe, but that's also because that category is slightly, I think, Easier. The word easy is not really what I mean, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, all right. And they also said, Ryan Gosling yesterday finally broke his silence about this whole situation. Finally broke his silence. It was four hours ago. I think he just woke up. But yeah, I'm sure he felt bad about it. I mean, that's, it's just such a touchy, odd scenario that no one saw coming. And the other problem is it's a comedy and comedies are notoriously treated kind of shitty in the showbiz world, especially Academy World. Academy world. Uh, forget me, but just like I have my ear to the tracks watching comedies all my life and you don't hear about the Steve Martins. The, all these great performances over the years, they get kind of skimmed over even if they make a ton of money. So I think that's sort of detrimental in a weird way. And Barbie was definitely not just a comedy, but at first glance it is, you know, and then if it's got layers and textures and it was very well done. But I think those two things make it, gave it a little bit of a ding. I don't know. That's my opinion. But who gives a fuck what I say? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, David's got a point. I think it is a less saturated um, category where the competition isn't as deep. So David Spade said it right. I mean, I agree with his opinion. A lot of celebrities got snubbed, but there's a little bit more lenience with the best supporting actor than when it comes to best actor, best actresses, comedies are not really reflected on well by the Academy. So it is what it is. It stinks, but uh, yeah, it's, it's very strange, Uh, but it's, this is how it always been, but that is our raw rundown. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out. Like us on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Follow our private Facebook group called off the record. Find me at Adam Glenn, find Dax Holt at Dax Holtz. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Cool. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.